What's up, breathing people? This is episode number 37 of <gasps> Just Breathing with Lauden Lungs, joined by my wife, Brittany. And I um, hope you're all doing well this week. I know a lot of stuff is still going on in the world. Um, I think it's always going to be going on in the world, though. So strap in, get ready for it, get your mind prepared, get your body prepared, get your life prepared. <laughs> Stuff happens. Stuff happens. It is really sad to see what's going on still in uh, Afghanistan. Mm. And I know we talked about that in the last podcast, so I don't want to I don't, I don't stick on that too much. But, um, you know, when we're recording this, um, you know, a, a bombing had just happened in, oh, in Kabul. I, I I didn't listen the past couple of days, so yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. It, it, what well, the saddest thing to me and the part that I don't really understand is I was listening to a podcast. It was with two Navy SEALs. I'm not sure um, what subject they were on or whatever, but one guy's like a – a congressman and he was saying like in a in a briefing that he was just in that they knew like some bombings were imminent like and he was and he was talking about ISIS and he was saying ISIS is like there's some threats of bombings within like 48 hours oh, and boy. I mean it's been sooner than that because it was just a day ago that I listened to this oh, podcast goodness. so yeah the bombings have already taken place I, I don't I didn't know ISIS was still a thing yeah, I thought, I you know, during the Trump era, you know, we destroyed ISIS completely. Or maybe they just went into hiding completely. Well, and that's the thing. Do you ever destroy something completely? Yeah. I mean, I think that was kind of the narrative when we went into Afghanistan the first time. Like, mm-hmm. we've completely, you know, Taliban has been destroyed. Obviously, that's not the yeah. case because they're controlling Afghanistan right yeah. now. It's a It's a weird one. It's a weird and, and complex one, and I, I think there's a lot smarter people than me to go into that stuff. But, um, yeah. That's sad. It is sad. It is sad. <sighs> and I just, my heart goes out to everyone that's still there, that's still trapped. Um, we're really not getting as many people out as quickly as should be getting out right now. And that saddens me. And there's just the... We, we talked about it before, but just the amount of Afghan citizens, translators, and all, all different kind of personnel that aided us that yeah. are trying to get out yeah. too. That's... Oh, man. Yeah. My prayers are definitely with those people. With the... I know there's there's uh, special forces people that are there on the ground right now. Yeah. That kind of made their own way there to help. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is amazing. Yeah, so... Shout out to them and and their bravery and their courage to go back into a war zone. Um, I heard something that was very interesting, and I just wanted to know what you thought of this. So it's interesting because the narrative has been stop the endless wars. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if anybody listened to the last podcast, like, I'm on board with that in theory. Mm -hmm. But I also am a realist. So, like, I understand the need to keep, like, some ground forces, some special force operations to, like, attack uh, terrorist plants that are trying to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, And someone was talking about 
this narrative and how like if you ask like the American people like do you want your troop the troops to come home they're obviously going to say yes yeah. so yes the polls mm-hmm. did say most Americans were in favor of getting out right. of Af- right. Afghanistan mm-hmm. now if you ask them a couple more questions like hey what do you think of like keeping a contingent of our forces like pulling back all combat personnel right which are like when a war is happening, yes. pulling them out and keeping like a contingent there for special operations. Right. So that we can make sure 9-11 doesn't happen again. Yes. Americans will also say, "Yeah, oh yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of times the follow-up questions aren't getting asked. Right. And one one fact that I thought was interesting was that we haven't actually been in a all-out war for a long time in mm. Afghanistan and Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some serious fighting with ISIS mm-hmm. um, when we had to kind of go back in there and, and kick some butt when they were coming through and taking uh, Iraq back over. Mm-hmm. But, like, there actually hasn't been a lot of, con- uh, like, real open conflict and and combat taking place. And like in Afghanistan, I think the last death that happened there was in, there was one person that died in a combat scenario in like 2020. Wow. And that's the last death that has taken place. Now, every death is horrific. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to go as far to say like, (laughs) like we're saying with COVID, like even one death is too much, you know, because like these are voluntary soldiers who go over there to protect us here and kill terrorists there. Right. I'm not going to say like, oh, that life was, you know, shouldn't have been taken. Like, no, that guy gave his life or girl gave his, gave Mm -hmm. their lives to defend their country. And it should be honored. And it should be honored. And, and me saying that, that kind of a statement like, you know, one life is too much is kind of taking away from the thing that they're trying yeah, to yeah. do. Instead, it should be like, a, let's honor this person yes. for, for serving and, and being willing, yeah, to put themselves in danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting to me. I just wanted to know what you thought of it because, like, I didn't realize that we really weren't at war for a long time. We've been in kind of these special force situations where we're doing a lot of um, special operations in these countries, Mm -hmm. but we haven't been fighting a war for a long time in these countries. Right. And that just kind of stuck out to me. Now, you're saying these countries. Like, what do you mean? Like Afghanistan. Okay. Like we haven't, I mean, I don't know what the other ones are, so. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, And that's a big part of this this whole mess too is we're we're kind of relying on public polling to see what the American people wants. Yeah. When like I could promise you that a lot of people couldn't point to Afghanistan on a map. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I think the interesting thing to me. Well, first of all, what's your question? So, like, what do I just what do I think about? Yeah, I that? just thought it was interesting because, like, did you kind of? And I've fallen pray to this, like thinking that we're still in like a war. No, I didn't think we were still in a war, but that uh, that's just, I mean, I don't stay up to date as well as I should, but I thought we were like after Osama bin Laden was killed, 
I just kind of like I almost forgot about it, which is awful to say since yeah. there's no. Americans still over there. But um, but then it just kind of seemed like a maintaining, like a maintaining. Um, so yeah, that 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 is what I thought it was. So and I am like I am someone in favor of like let's not like let's not let all of our troops be somewhere um, when they could be with their families. But I'm also. I am, I am against just like pull, pulling out. Right. Like I think we should we should like we talked about last time we should have a plan. But um but yeah, definitely keeping some some forces in there just to like help maintain things and help keep a check on like these terrorist groups that will cause problems for that country but also for other countries including yeah. us. Um I mean so that I mean that's my thoughts on that. This I this whole situation is just so awful. I just hate it. I hate it. But uh yeah. 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 And and I think it's interesting. I didn't realize this until a couple of days ago. That was the last time I listened to the news, but that we actually did have advice from people in the military. There was advice given right. that this wasn't a good idea. Yeah. So like before I was kind of thinking like, how did, how did this happen? But I guess it's just people weren't taking the advice of those who actually know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. which is, even more upsetting, yeah. <laughs> actually. So it's not just like ignorance; it was um, stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> and it just—I mean, yeah, yeah. And I—I I work for the state, so like I can kind of see and visualize how some of these things went down, honestly. Because like, like take for example the reporting coming out of Afghanistan that like the Afghan army was kind of strong and prepared and ready to repel the Taliban forces, which were far less in number, which were far less in capabilities, far less in their equipment, Mm -hmm. you know, um, things like that. I can see someone whose job it is to get funding for projects like building up the Afghan military, giving a good report. Yeah, yeah. And saying, hey, let's Let's arm these troops more. Let's mm-hmm. fund these troops more. They just need a little more training, but they're doing great. This is such yeah. a good project to invest America's tax dollars into. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I can see that happening because it happens all right. the time for state-funded right. right. programs. And it's like it's – yeah, it is a hard thing because I would agree with that. I think it's a good thing to train them yeah. and to equip them. Yeah. Like I agree with that, but – don't lie about it. <laughs> well, I mean, the more people Don't that you're helping, it. the more people that you're serving in in anything that has funding. Yeah. The the better it looks, the 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 range of people involved in it like helps. Yeah. You know, the people that are making the decisions and and making the budgets. Yeah. And I can just I can see that happening. And so those reports are what's getting pulled from mm-hmm. when looking at foreign policy, when looking for foreign policy data yeah. to inform yourself on decisions that need to be made. And and that's why you have, like, in July, Biden being like, hey, guys, there's 300,000 Afghan troops. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. There's only 75,000 Taliban. Yeah. Come on. This is no problem. Yeah. We're going to be fine. And then one month later, yeah, all hell breaks loose. It's like I get it. 
Yeah. I, I get how that type of stuff happens. It's not good. Even it though there were happen. advisors saying that that still wasn't yes, going to work. Yes, and that's the like, thing. That's the thing. There was there was definitely a failure, and there should be some type of consequence for the generals that were like, I don't know what happened. I couldn't tell that this was going to happen. When, like, I know veterans that could tell you that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Navy SEALs that I was listening to on that that one podcast, like, they were they were saying we always knew that a withdrawal from Afghanistan was going to look like that. Mm-hmm. The problem is there was not this contingency for okay, what if stuff starts to go down like that? How are we going to adjust? How are we going to, you know, pivot? Right. And make sure that our people are protected as they're getting out yeah. so that we have a smooth withdrawal mm-hmm. for the people that need to be withdrawn. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't any pivoting. There wasn't any any um, decision-making that seemed to be going on to aid in that process. Yeah. There, there was just a lot of chaos, a lot of kind of shock and all. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's sad. It's sad to see because it's just a lack of leadership Really? Yeah. I mean, did you see, did you see, um, I don't remember if I showed this to you or not, but like Jocko Willink put out a video. Did I show that to you? Mm-mm. Oh man. It was like, it was so good. And he's such a solid dude. Like he put out something that basically was like, if I was president, this would be my yeah address to the nation. And like... It was just so cool to see because, like, he's an ex-Navy SEAL. He's had, I don't know how many deployments into the Middle East. I mean, he's seen the worst of the worst. Like, he was there in the surge and in Ramadi when, like, you know, he's beaten back the worst terrorists, you know, the worst combatants and stuff like that. And, yeah, it was just – and his, his, like, address – to the nation was just so solid. Yeah. It was like, hey, this is my fault. Yeah. This is my fault. And like, here, I'll just play you a little bit just because it's so good. Let me see if I can do it. I wanted to give you an update on the current situation in Afghanistan. As you know, we were set leave Afghanistan this month and as we began the final drawdown I made some critical errors namely I underestimated the strength of the Taliban and I overestimated the strength and capability of the friendly Afghan forces this was my fault and due to my mistake The Taliban has taken control of Afghanistan. There are reports now that ISIS and Al-Qaeda are working alongside them. Unfortunately, there are tens of thousands of Americans on the ground there, as well as friends and allies of America on the ground. And these people, Americans and our allies, are all stranded. And that is my fault. That extreme ownership. But they will not be stranded for long. In the next 48 hours, 
America will be in control of most major airports in Afghanistan. And say, here's the difference, you know? Any resistance we meet from the Taliban or otherwise, when we seize these airports, will be destroyed completely and without mercy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. From those airports, we will conduct rapid strike rescue missions until we have recovered and evacuated all our citizens, allies, and friends. Yeah, wow. Any person that interferes with these operations will be killed. We will also recover or destroy all aircraft, vehicles, weapons, and sensitive equipment that we left behind. Yeah, this is a big one, right? Any yeah. person we don't talk a lot about that. guarding, or located in close proximity to these weapons or equipment will be killed. Once we have evacuated all friendly personnel and recovered or destroyed the weapons and equipment left behind, we will depart Afghanistan. But we will continue to monitor everything that happens in Afghanistan through our ground and airborne surveillance equipment. Terrorist training camps or activity will be targeted and destroyed. Right. This like contingency plan. Gross having that violations in place. of human yeah. rights will be stopped through overwhelming force. Yeah. You're like, yes. And any group in Afghanistan. This just seems to make freedom, sense. Yeah. Liberty and basic human rights will be supported through special operations forces and ruthless precision air power. Yeah. We will continue that dedicated support until the enemy is no longer a threat to humanity or to the good people of Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. May God bless America and may God have mercy on the souls of our enemy because we will not. (laughs) That is all. Jocko Willink, everybody. Jocko Willink. That's go that's follow him on amazing. Instagram. You will be motivated. That is for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and this is a guy that doesn't talk politics. Yeah, he doesn't get into it. He'll he'll talk with political people and he'll talk about subjects that are maybe politically um, fiery or, or or heated right now. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, never takes sides. Yeah, that's cool. And. All he's doing here because he's a leadership guy. Yeah, he was a he was a commander in the uh, Navy SEALs, you know, when he was deployed in Iraq, and he was in Afghanistan before that too. But when he was deployed in Iraq, I think is when he became a commander. Yeah, um, and like his whole life is leadership. Yeah, so this isn't a knock on Biden. This is just like I, because it's not just Biden. Let's yeah. get this clear. Mm-hmm. The people that should be held accountable are generals who have just flaked out. I thought it was the generals, though, that did advise differently. No. Who was it that was advising differently? I can't remember who it was, but there were people advising. I mean, there's been plenty of people that have advised differently and have been advising differently for a long time. But, like, there was this arbitrary date of August 31st as being, like, the— the withdrawal deadline Mm -hmm. and why we gave ourselves this arbitrary date. I don't know. Like just, well, that was make a, make a 
make it your mission to like start withdrawing from Afghanistan, but why we put this date on there? I thought it was because I don't understand. That doesn't it, seem militarily, you know, smart. Right. I don't. I don't know. I thought Trump had, or pre- the previous president, President Trump had, um, like set a date or something in March. He did. And, and he actually made, like, uh, I don't know, an agreement with the Taliban, which I didn't even know you could do, but... Yeah, there was, like, some... Um, yeah, I don't know all the details in that. I don't like, know he either. did have an earlier date, and he had some terms mapped out with the Taliban. So, like, we knew... Like I said before, we knew the Taliban was coming back. Yeah, yeah. You know, we knew that they were going to take yeah. over again. And that's that's what's kind of mind-blowing in all of this. If yeah. we knew this, what the heck happened leading right. up to this? Right. You know, and there's a lot of blame getting thrown back. I mean, this is what all presidents oh, do. Yeah. Trump throughout his entire presidency was blaming Obama for mm-hmm. everything that was wrong with the country. Mm-hmm. He wasn't wrong about everything, mm-hmm. you know, and now Biden's blaming Trump for everything that's yeah, wrong in the yeah. in the country. And it's like, okay. Like yeah. be like Jocko Willing yeah. and say, hey guys. This, this thing, this chaotic situation that happened, it's my fault. Yeah. I'm taking responsibility for this. I'm taking ownership of this so that we can move forward. Yeah. And I'm going to develop a plan to get us out of yeah, here. Yeah, that's what a leader does. And Not, like, n- they take ownership and then they, they actually like have a plan. Well, to that's like the go difference forward. between a leader and a politician. It's like yeah. a politician has to give you the answer of least resistance or whatever you want to say. Like they have to give you the answer that has the least blowback on them. Yeah. Because somehow they're everybody's like such a representative of their party now. Mm-hmm. And like it should be a representative of like them. Yeah. Like and maybe that's our fault for not understanding our government structure that well. Like so we don't know who's on the um special operations committee yeah. in Congress. We don't know who's on the foreign policy committee. And like, that's who we should be like, yo, what happened? Yeah. yeah. How are you not informing the president right. of what's going on in like historically what has happened and mm-hmm. what will happen again? Right. Unless they were. And that's, Yes. <laughs> Yes, but but then you just don't know because you don't know. probably these people are coming out be like we told Biden not to do That's this. That's true too, and you don't you know. know. Maybe and yeah, we don't know who's lying. A lot of lies. Probably a lot everyone. of lies. <laughs> oh man, it's just it's just sad. It's just sad. You know another thing that's sad. Um, I got this YouTube comment. Mm-hmm. You know, every so often. You get a lot of you get a lot of porn bots mm. that will comment on your uh, videos for anybody that's wanting to be a YouTuber yeah. or upload their podcasts or videos to YouTube. You get a lot of like just spam yeah. commenting on your videos, which is so annoying because like YouTube does clear a lot of those, but like sometimes you have to go in and report yeah. that this is like sexually explicit or you know, pornographic related or something. So stupid. Um, And then sometimes you get these comments. Like I got one, I got one recently um, and it was so sad because this person, I I don't 
think they were really referring to anything that was in the video. Mm-hmm. It sounded more like he was just reaching out because he was depressed. Yeah. Um, and I tried to respond to him and, and just kind of, I told him I prayed for him and, yeah. and that he should pray. Yeah. And I told him that Jesus loves him. Yeah. And if you're listening, Jesus does love you. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, it, it hit me and it made me remember that like there is a world out there in this vast interwebs of like a lot of hurting people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like just this comment was just an expression of that to me just to remind me that, you know, our conversations are so important um, and, and making sure our conversations lead to like motivation and yeah. lead to some uplifting yeah. kind of answer Mm -hmm. to whatever whatever we're talking about whoever i'm talking to like i want to shape the conversation so that it gets to a place where there's hope and where there's you know life and where there's like an understanding that yeah the world's crazy yeah there's a lot of stuff going on that i don't like Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna speak out against and i'm gonna this and that but like also life can be beautiful Yes. yes life can be rich Life can have so much happiness associated with it and intermingled with all of the struggle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was just a reminder of that for me today. Like getting that, it like hurt my heart. Yeah. You know, because I just, I felt for the, I felt for the guy. Right, right. Um, I think it's a guy. It looked like a guy's name. Yeah. There's no like pictures or whatever. But, um. Yeah, I just got that today and like and I see that all the time on YouTube. It's amazing. There's a lot of people that just go in and like they just say the nastiest things or they just they say put a comment in there to like get a reaction mm-hmm. out of you or they dislike your video after watching it for 2 seconds mm-hmm. or so, you know, just the stupidest things and you're just like, man, there's so many hurting people in this world. Yeah, I was thinking the uh, a couple days ago of how like because I was talking with some friends about how sometimes people put on on YouTube or, or Facebook or some social media, like, something to get a reaction. Yeah. Or they say something super personal that, like, gets a reaction because right. you feel really bad for them or you're like, oh, wow. And I, I, I was just I was just thinking about that then the next couple of days. And I was like, you know, we meet a lot of people face-to-face that, like, are probably really lonely or really angry but we would never know because they don't have anyone close enough to them for them to actually speak. And like social media has become that. I I think like people put things on there because they are so hurting and they're like, they're just hungry. Like they have a lot to say, but they don't have anyone to say it to. So they just like put it on social media. And um, that is really sad. Mm-hmm. Like the people around us that we see in person that seem really quiet or to themselves, those people aren't just like quiet people. They probably have a lot to say. Yeah. They just don't have anyone to say it to or anyone that they feel safe enough to say it to. Yeah. And um, it's like, how do you become that person that like, cause there are people out there that I've just immediately as they walk into the room, they just have this like aura about them mm-hmm. of safety yeah, yes. You know, they just have this this presence, like literally as they walk into the room where you're like, you just are comfortable. Yes. 
And what do you think that's made up of? Oh, I think I think that I might know. <laughs> well, <laughs> because what's it made up of? Though? So I desire to be this kind of person, but I think it's it, it's a couple of things. I think the first and most important is that they're super duper humble. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean that they care about people. Yeah. Okay. So, when so they're, you, they're carrying in a lot of care for people. Right. Because when you're a humble person, you're not thinking of yourself that much. Right. Right. So when people speak to you, you listen because you actually want to know what they have to say. Like yeah. you're not just listening to be polite. Like you're actually actively listening mm-hmm. and you're probably going to remember what they say too. Yeah. Because you care. And um, so I think that has to do with it. And also they're very like, I don't know if this is the right descriptive word, but like solid people, like they're not, or or grounded maybe is a better secure, word. Secure maybe. Secure, like, yeah, secure and grounded. Okay. And they're not concerned about themselves. At when, And let me explain that. Okay. Like they don't have anxiety going on about this situation, right. about what that person thinks about them or about what they have to do next. Mm-hmm. They're not super like stuck to their schedule. Like right. I have to get this and this and this done. I know all of this because I am the opposite of this person. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but like they're very just like, what needs to get done will get done. Yeah. And right now this really important person's talking to me and I'm going to give them the time of day to hear what they have to say. Yeah. And if for whatever reason they have to go, then they'll do that gracefully, but they're not going to rush out because they care about you. Mm. And um, there's like very few people that are like that, but I know a few. And I'm like, that is such an awesome person to be. Like, I want to yeah. be like that. And yeah, I think that's what makes it up. You're, you're, you're secure, you're humble, you're grounded. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes a really safe I want to do things to like work on, I mean, all of those things would be great to yeah. embody that. But like, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of it stems from that security factor. Mm-hmm. Like when you're just, and I think it comes with age and yeah. I want to find the way to like, <laughs> in our world get there faster yeah I want to I want to find the shortcut yeah and I think this is an okay shortcut yeah to f- to find a way to become secure in who you are and what you look like and and how you just mm-hmm. who you are um cause like I hear so many older people that are very successful and very like but also are very good to people yeah. around them. They're very, you know, wealthy. They're very, you know, they kind of have the world at their fingertips and everyone at, you know, kind of clamoring to be with them and around yeah. them and all of this type of stuff. And they just, and they're just very generous, I think is the word I was yeah. looking for. Um, and, one common thing that I've heard in a lot of these people is that they just reached a point in their lives and usually was as they got older where they just, they would say, stopped giving an F. Mm. Yeah. You just stop caring what anyone says. Yeah. What anyone thinks of you, what anyone, you know, writes about you, what anyone yeah. talks about you in the media. Like, um, like a great example of this is uh, Dana White. Dana White is the CEO or head or I don't know president of uh, UFC. Okay. That the MMA mm-hmm. fighting organization, and like I don't know what he's like personally. Right. But like in terms of a businessman, 
he is top notch. Right. You know, and and he's been able to like he was the only president of a sporting organization that continued the sport oh, through wow. COVID nineteen. Yeah. Oh wow! You know, and he did it safely. Mm-hmm. Like they built the biggest um, bubble, kind of quarantine bubble. Yeah, for their athletes, and they were able to put on matches. Like it, they weren't cool. able to have crowds for a long time, but right. like. His fighters got paid. His staff got paid. Wow, good for they him. Only, he said they only shut down for six weeks as he like just figured, figured out, out how to what do it. to do. Yeah, and and a lot of people gave him a lot of a lot of crap for it. Right, you know, a right. lot of people came after him, and they were just like, "Oh, you can't do this. You're gonna you're gonna spread the virus. You're gonna kill people. You're gonna yada yada yada." And he was like, "Oh, I don't give a crap." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I. Understand this. I don't care right. what you think. Yeah. You don't affect my life. Right. You don't pay my staff. Yeah. You don't pay my fighters. Mm-hmm. You don't matter to me. Yeah. And like you hear him talk like that and you're kind of like, whoa, like this dude's but at serious. The, at the same time, if I can just interrupt you, like when when you initially hear that, you think it feels mean, right? Yeah. But actually, it's the total opposite. Yeah. Because he's saying, you're not going to ruin my employees' lives. Right. You're not going to ruin my fighters' lives. Yeah. Like, I care about them. They need to get paid, too. They have families. Yes. And so that's what it says. Right. And, like, I'm I'm so tired of, like, people trying to get on other people right. when they're actually <laughs> taking care of the people they're responsible for. Right. Well, the people that are writing these things up, writing these articles or, or speaking this on the news and, and whatnot, like they're sitting comfortably yeah. in their telework environments. Yes. They're sitting on their couch in their PJs. They're, you know, yeah. doing their news coverage from home right. during the lockdown. They're making money on making this bad comment about They're you. still working. <laughs> yeah. They're all still working. Yeah. And so, yeah, like but it's hard. It's hard when you're hated and when you're you have all of this attention on you and all of this negative feedback. Yeah. It's hard to be like, am I doing something wrong? Right. Am I wrong in, in my actions? Am mm-hmm. I going to hurt people? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Like you said, exactly the opposite. Yeah. I am going to lead. Mm-hmm. And leadership only ever kind of raises its head when things are hard. Yes. Like then you, you see the Someone good is a good businessman <laughs> until something hard happens, and then you find out if they're a leader yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. And and there's a difference. Like every other sporting organization shut down. Yeah. That's and insane, yeah. there's a reason why UFC is making buttloads of money right yeah. now. Yeah. Because they continue their their viewership because they're the only yeah. thing that's going on. <laughs> their viewership skyrocketed yeah. Good for him. during the pandemic. And has just maintained right. and only kept growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never been into UFC until the pandemic. Yeah. And like all the other sports were just so political. Right. I was just about to say that. And they were so just, ugh. It was so gross. Like I stopped watching football. Um, I think a lot of people I only stopped follow- watching football. Yeah. I mean, I only followed the Eagles anyway. I wasn't really into football in general. But like. My life's none the worse yeah. for <laughs> lacking that in my life. And like, 
the Phillies are never going to do anything ever again, apparently. So I'm fine with, you know, just watching the minor league team close to my home. Yeah. Um, like I don't miss any other sporting thing. And UFC is more exciting. Yeah. I've discovered this new thing and it's great. It's awesome. And, and there's no politics. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. So good. And that's refreshing. Yeah. So just mad respect for that guy and just the security that he has in himself. Yes. Like he doesn't care. He doesn't dress up in like the finest things. Like mm -hmm. he'll wear tailored suits and stuff to the UFC events. But like all the other times he wears like a polo shirt and jeans. Yeah. And like the dude's got millions. Yeah. Millions. And he's just so confident. He's so confident in who he is and the decisions he made. Like, like people will ask him, I heard, listened to him on a podcast recently. And he was like, the guy was like, do you regret like anything that you did, you know, during the pandemic and stuff? And he's like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Every decision I made was for other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was like, I was ready to go broke. I was ready to give up my salary, give up, you know, my bonus for the year to get these fighters wow, paid, to get my staff paid. So awesome. And that's a leader. Yeah. That's a leader. So respect, respect. Um, and I just want to get to that point. I don't know how or where or what I'm supposed to do ultimately yet, but like, even with this podcast, like, I, I just, I'm not, I don't want to be afraid to say anything. Right. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't want to be controversial for controversy's right. sake. I don't want to be partisan. I don't want to be, um, what's, what's the buzzword? A shill what for is like, that? that's like people that, I think it's like you represent like some type of political party. Like, like you, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I hadn't heard that. That's a new. That's new to me. Like you're like a sellout for like a political party. Okay. I think. I think that's what it means. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a shill. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to be any of those things. Yeah. But I do want to debate ideas fiercely. Right. Because I want to get to the truth. Yeah. And I want to get to the. I want to get past lies, and I want to get to the truth of mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. um, that's what excites me. That's what makes me want to keep doing this and keep having more and more conversations is because I just, that's how I function in this world. Right. I got to know, I got to know what's right. I don't, I don't need to know what you want me to know or what I'm supposed to know. I want to know what's the right answer. Yeah. So even in like the Afghanistan thing, like I've been gaining new information over the past, you know, since the past conversation that we've yeah. had and I've even adjusted some of my, thought process in regards to right. it and surrounding the whole thing from from people that know what they're talking yes. about from people that actually have been there and that have studied the history and that have studied the uh the inner workings of all of mm -hmm. this it's just that's that's how we should all be yeah yeah so security humility and what was the other thing that you had said? Um, security, humility, and like grounded. Just yeah, just being grounded as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Grounded being, yeah, being that like not so strict to your schedule. Like you're you're not afraid. Like you're just like, I'll get things done when they need to get done. Mm. So you're able to, you're a little bit more flexible 
we're right. not just like on a mission to do what you want to do and nothing can get in your way. Yeah. Which makes you rigid and not able to be open to people talking to you or caring about people, yeah. having the time for people. Yeah, one of the things that I, I heard, it was Shaquille O'Neal. I listened to a podcast with Shaquille O'Neal. Do you know who that is? I, a sports person. <laughs> Goodness. I know that name. I just can't place it at the moment. Oh my goodness. I love it. I'm going to get lost. I love it. I need more guys this. on this podcast. <laughs> um, Please he's, tell me. He's a a legendary basketball player. Okay, okay. I was thinking basketball, he's but I wasn't sure. Seven foot something, <laughs> 300 pounds something, monster of a basketball player. I know that um, I used to know that. But he's an incredible businessman mm. like he's he's so good at kind of interjecting himself he's in movies he's in music he does djing he does uh he's like ceo of a bunch of companies mm-hmm. he's he's kind of got his his mitts and everything um and and it's awesome and and one of the things i don't remember his exact quote um but he basically was telling these guys that were interviewing that are that are younger guys that are kind of entrepreneurs themselves. Mm-hmm. He was like, make yourself available for every opportunity. Mm. Don't don't kind of hyper focus on one thing and leave yourself like and close yourself off from all of the other things that could come right. to you. Hmm, that's um, interesting. And he's not saying jump at every opportunity. Right. Be you can be smart about it, but leave yourself open to it. Right. Don't don't get so hyper focused on something that you're not looking at, you know, all of these saying. other opportunities that could come your way because of the thing that maybe you're doing excellently. Right, right. Um, and I just thought that was good because, like, I think I get that way sometimes where, I like, I'm like, all right, I think I want to do this and I want it to look like this, and <laughs> because this person did it this way, <laughs> and I want it to yeah. happen like this and progress like this and. I'm not looking for like how it could change. Yeah. I'm not looking for who can be included. I'm not looking for, you know, opportunities outside of this. Like right. maybe this isn't working. <clears throat> we we kind of pivot and and try this. Right. Like it was just it was good. It was yeah. it was good advice cuz like he's involved in so many different things and things that like for example, I didn't realize that um, like he was playing a, a basketball game. He told this story where I guess he had like a line of his his own shoes, um, mm. O'Neal's through Reebok. And like, I guess one game, a mother was like yelling at him in the crowd as he was like walking off the court. And she was like, how dare you like make these shoes so expensive that like my kids can't even buy these shoes are too expensive. Like all this type of stuff. And he was like, here's $2,000. And she's like, I don't want your money. Just like shame on you for making these expensive shoes that my kids can't afford all this stuff. That day he canceled his contract with Reebok and said, I'll wear I'll wear the shoes that we made together throughout the rest of the season. I'll honor my end of the deal. Right. But I'm done. Yeah. And then he went to Walmart and he made his own shoe line wow. that were like nineteen and twenty-nine dollar wow. Shaquille O'Neal shoes. That's cool. So and it and it's cool because like 
his way of looking at business was like through the lens of kind of the the sort of overarching paths for his lives his his life which is like he wants to help kids yeah like that's like one of his main goals in life is always to like be a model for kids i love he says he says he's a real model he's not a role model because he's like i'm gonna make mistakes in my life and i I want you to learn from my mistakes right like judge me and learn from them yeah you know, but understand that I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be perfect. Right. I'm not going to be this perfection. Don't look to, look to me as a hero and then be upset you, when I, like... Stumble. Stumble, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. But, like, so because of one of his focuses were kids, he was like, that day, you know, he canceled his contract and then eventually went wow. to Walmart and made this shoe line that kids can afford. That's cool. You know, because he was like, kids just want to look good. Like, they want to wear shoes that look more than $20, yeah. but they only can afford $20. Yeah. yeah. You know, so let's give them something that looks like it costs more, but doesn't. Yeah. yeah. That's and, like, cool. it was such a cool idea and such a an awesome mentality right. for that. But That is pretty cool. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, I basketball do. player. Thank you. Yeah. If, yeah. If I, f- I felt rushed. So talking about I that. Felt rushed. So <laughs> like talking about. I would have had it in 10 minutes. Being that safe, that safe person. Like I am, I mean, I hope that I'm a safe person, but I don't have that aura because I probably because I'm not as secure as like I would like to be. Yeah. But like I'm someone who like you ask me a question or like anything feels like like a like I'm getting shot and I need to respond <laughs> immediately and like I don't know why I'm like that because I know a lot of people who like you know you they're very calm like yeah. I just want to be a calmer person but I think that's actually part of being that safe <laughs> that safe person which I am not yet but like I don't know what that is like how do you get to that point where you're just kind of like that relaxed person I think it's like, practice yeah I think it takes practice um, cause like everything feels, it's like a, I don't know if it's something I learned when I was young right? or I learned it as I grew, but like everything feels like I'm rushed, but it's not the person doing it to me. It's my own self. Yeah. I like feel rushed. I think there's a lot of factors that go into that. I mean, some of our upbringing, like our education system, our, you know, parental upbringings, like there's a lot of factors that go into why we develop these sort of, why we lose imagination, Mm -hmm. why we lose sort of our ability to just kind of be free with who we are, our quirkiness, you know, our our real personalities. Mm -hmm. Because like that has to come out when you're really being yourself. Right. Like your quirkiness is who you are. And like the most secure people are okay with that. Are okay with that. And you love them for it. Right. Because you're actually... You, they're being real. Right, right. They're not putting on a show. Like, they're being themselves. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is cool. Like, because, and then it allows you to kind of, all right, I'll, I'll kind of right. show a little of myself. Right. Yeah, you know, like, that's so good. And, like, I would love, like, and just honestly struggle. Mm-hmm. Just life itself can exhaust and, you know, squash a right. lot of your joy mm-hmm. and a lot of the happiness and 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 the the 
wellsprings right. where a lot of this quirkiness and this fun energy comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, life life is life is hard, and it it just ugh, just beats you up. And yeah, you kind of you have to get over that too. Right, right. So a lot of hurdles, mm-hmm. you know, and and the only way to get over the hurdle is practicing hurdles. Right. Just practicing getting through. Yeah, yeah, like you're in a situation where you're like, gosh, I really wish I could just do a cartwheel here. Right. You know, I'm not saying you got to be this person that does cartwheels everywhere. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're quirky. I just That could be weird depending on the scenario. Um, but like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. interesting how, like just because we have young kids, it is interesting to watch like our kids and kids in general, like just be so free. Like they're just so... They're just so, like, chill For and sure. free and, like, happy. And uh, and I think that I – th- I think it takes practice as well. But, like, I feel like you lose that sometimes when you become an adult. But I don't think you have to. Like, right. if you can learn how to balance – like, once again, being that kind of, like, ro- I don't know, rooted person. What was the word I used before? I can't even remember. But um, that person who's just, like, I have problems – but right. they're not going to, like, destroy me right now. Yeah. Like, like it's okay. Like, I can enjoy my life, and then when I need to deal with these things, like, I'll deal with them. But, like, still, you can still enjoy your life. Yep. Whereas, like, I feel like as you get, you become an adult, it's easy to just be just, I don't know, overwhelmed by those things, and that's all you focus on, and you're just, like, you're looking to have this perfect, this perfect life that really isn't going to happen. So you really do have to learn how to just like enjoy your life and be thankful and grateful and then just deal with what you need to deal with when it comes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you think of some, you, you do think of people in other countries who have like nothing and they're really happy people. Right. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they don't have all of big old they don't, smile on their face. Yeah. They yeah. don't have a huge house and all these things and they're, they're happy. I mean, they have problems. Sure. But they're they're like grateful people and you're like, okay, we're pretty spoiled. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I think we can we can figure this out. Right. Um, there are problems. There are serious problems. Yeah. But but yeah, some some of their home lives are awful, but some of their home lives are great. Some mm-hmm. of their home lives are way better than a lot of our home lives. Right. You know, that are so centered on ourselves Mm -hmm. and, you know, now with cell phones are even more centered on ourselves and our interests and our, you know, we don't have to watch TV together as a family anymore. (laughs) Yeah. We can all be watching on our Mm -hmm. iPads or computers or whatever. And we don't, we don't have to be together anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things are for show some, some aspect of why we develop and and kind of get insulated in these ways. And we just kind of, yeah, I think it's just as those situations arise, like we have to just be cognizant of that and then Mm -hmm. like decide to, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Cause like I want to decide to let go a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And let myself be be free, but at the same time, it's like, will you really be free if you're just dis- like if if it's a decision, like yeah. if it's like a choice, or does it need to be like where do you practice it so that it becomes 
just natural as opposed to like you putting on yeah, something. Yeah. Like I'm going to be quirky now. Like right. I'm going to be silly. Like I'm going to be happy. Like, right. I think, I think it does come back to like, at least when I think about it for myself, definitely, it definitely comes back to like knowing who you are. So for me, like I know it's good for me to kind of, kind of dig into who God says I am and who I am in, in Jesus. Yeah. For um, sure. Which is, my which is the rock where I start at but then just practicing you know all those things like like I've I want to practice caring about people more and when I when I say that I mean like actually when someone wants to talk to me Mm -hmm. being that person that's like I'll be I'll listen yeah yeah like I'm gonna I'm gonna put aside all the things in my head that was a list for me to do and like hear what you have to say Mm -hmm. and like actively care for people and like just listen to them yeah um and then just like forgiving yourself when you do all these things that you know you don't like about yourself like not not quirkiness things like you know your unhealthy thoughts or like habits that you have and just being like okay i did it again just being aware of that and just practicing like being more whatever it is that you're hoping to go for you know um so that you're more like a a nat, I don't know, like a natural, your natural self and not these things that you've learned. Yeah, maybe as that's you grew it. Up. Maybe you have to free yourself of these sort of mental traps that you put yourself through over and over yeah. again, where you're just like, ah, I did it. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Whose lives are really affected right. by my mistake? Yeah. Who, except me. Yeah. You know, who's, whatever, whatever it is that you kind of keep coming back to mistakes that you make and kind of beating yourself up over it or just, yeah, weird mental things where you clam up in certain situations or you say the wrong thing or you, yes. you know, whatever it is. Like, whose lives are really affected right. by it? You know, uh, and can can I let this go? Yes. Now. Mm-hmm. Not, not dwell on it, you know, because the longer we dwell on it, the more that we're going to think about it the next yeah. time it happens. Yeah. And it's going to be the first thing our mind goes yep. to and <laughs> all of that. There was something that uh, now I'm going to I'm really going blank today, but um, Jordan, Jordan Peterson, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. There's something that like he said or something like he said that stuck with me. But um, and I'm totally paraphrasing, but the gist of what he was saying is like, you have to be honest, like with yourself. Yeah. And like as the just be honest in general right. with yourself and with other people. That and sounds like him. <laughs> the more the more that you can be genuinely honest, the closer you're getting to being like yourself, like the person that you should be. Right. You know, um, don't lie. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to other people. Don't put on a show like just strip it all away and you're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like. That seems so simple, but it's it's actually really good advice. Like it's you don't realize how much you're putting on for other people and for yourself, for the person that you think you want to be and the person you think other people want you to be, the things you should say for them. Like you've layered all this crap on yourself that doesn't yeah. need to be there and yeah. it's not helpful for other people. Um, just be honest. Yeah. And uh I, that just stuck with me when when I heard him say something like that. I was like, "Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good point." Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Well, let's wrap it up here. 
Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Have you seen the crate challenge? No. Oh my god. I haven't I haven't been on social media or No, I'm not I'm not I'm not like coming down on you for that. We're gonna watch that when we get oh, home. Oh goodness. Is this gonna because, waste my time? Um yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure it's gonna waste uh, your time. Will it be the best thing you ever saw also? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the best thing you ever saw. It is so good. Is this like so good. is this brand new or is this like been around for a oh, while? Oh, it's brand new. Okay. Brand new. We are on the cutting edge or the cusp of something great or the beginnings of the end or the I don't know what I don't know what I'm going for there. But like it's awesome. It's awesome. It's called the Hood Olympics. Oh it's part of the Hood goodness. Olympics. And it's basically so I'll describe it for you and I'll describe it for anybody that's listening to this. So there is a stack of crates stacked up like a pyramid. Okay. So there's just it just the stack gets taller and taller. It's just one row of milk crates that go up, you know, to a to the top okay. of the uh, pyramid and like the goal of the crate challenge is to walk from one side of the cr- stack crates to the other side. Hmm. Okay. Doesn't sound that hard, right? Yeah. The problem is crates are not stable. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Also, the people that are participating in this challenge. Maybe it's not debatable. Be it's debatable <laughs> of their stability. Uh, they may or may not be on illicit substances. Oh, it's my debatable. goodness. Um, yeah. I literally just heard recently that kind of the Central Park in Reading mm-hmm. just had like this big crate challenge. Oh my. And there was like a hundred people there and like, it's big. It's really uh. big. It's blowing up all over social media and the internet right now. And it is magical. These are the things that happen after a pandemic. It is magical. So <laughs> we're going to watch those videos when we get home. Uh, if you want to go watch those videos, look up Crate Challenge or Hood Olympics. Um, both of those will get you to where you need to go. It is awesome. It will not waste your time. You will come out more joyful. Your joy levels, if you're working on getting your joy levels back, that will help. That will help. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Just Breathe with Lauded Lungs. Before you go, those of you that are watching, make sure that you like this, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. That way you know when we get another video up. Uh, those that are listening, make sure that you subscribe, get the notification bell if there is such a thing on wherever you're listening to this, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye.